Hello and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and today I am privileged to have, for the first time, my dear old mom and dad. Welcome, Sue and Rick Springer. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having us. <laughs> hey there, hi there, ho there. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be a doozy. Also making a brief appearance will be Oriah Chapa with a little tiny, only one, not playing games, knock-knock joke. Go ahead, Oriah. This isn't a knock-knock, but hi. Whoever's listening to this. <laughs> um, where, do, where do pencils go on vacation? The question is, where do pencils go on vacation? I have no idea. I don't know. Where? You got me. Where? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania! <laughs> that's, that's good. Yes, that's a good good Pennsylvania Grandpa joke. made up that one. That's a, oh, you did? Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa Chapa. That's right. That's right. He wishes he was from Pennsylvania anyway. Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Oriah, for that funny joke. Well, Mom and Dad, you guys took my advice and took the Queen Mary 2 on a transatlantic voyage from New York, Brooklyn Harbor to Southampton, England, and then spent a week here with us in Oxford. And primarily what we want to talk about is, did I set you up properly in your expectations for the ship? What was it actually like? And uh, let's dispel some fears about dress code on the ship, because the Queen Mary 2 is a very formal cruise line. You could say it's proper. It is proper. (laughs) Okay, Mom and Dad, what were your expectations on the ship as far as as your room was concerned, you knew it was going to be an inside cabin. What were you What were you expecting versus what was it like when you actually got there? Um, I'm not sure that we really had any expectations about what the room would be like, but uh, it was certainly uh, it was certainly more than adequate. I mean, it was inside um, and it didn't have a balcony, but other than that, it was it was very it was very nice. It was very pleasant. Private bath, storage. Plenty. Storage was plenty. Toiletries. Nothing nothing at all to complain about. Although, frankly, if we could afford it, I'd probably like to do a balcony stateroom the next time we go. That's right. The next time. It was great in the fact that when it was morning and we had no alarm, I slept till 8 o'clock one day, which is unheard of for me. So having no light available, Mm. I liked that part. And it was was mid midship location, right? Pretty close to the midship? No, I think we were closer to the aft end of the boat. Oh, yeah, that's right, because yeah. Of, I, yeah, I was avoiding it. Was but we were relatively hallway. close to the to the lifts, but yet the operation didn't intrude. There was It was very quiet. It was very peaceful. Good. The staff was excellent. Just impressive. Very, well, very Before kind. we move on to those guys being awesome, what about hot and cold in the room as far as the HVAC went? Uh, it it worked well. We were able to maintain um, a nice, comfortable temperature. It wasn't too hot. wasn't too cold. Mm-mm. Were you guys... Okay, that's good to know because yep. ours was hot and cold, but that's just because Joe and I fight about, about the temperature in the room. So. No, <laughs> we both sleep with it rather cool, so it was okay. good for both good. of us. All right, great. All right, now, how about from, you know, when you got to the port to getting onto the ship. We should ask this first, but we'll ask it now. What about check-in and getting to your room? What was that process like? 
It was easy. It was surprisingly easy. The thing that Dad and I noticed, because we've never sailed before, was that um, Cunard was able to get how many people on that ship? Probably 2,500. Yeah, 2,500 people on the ship smoothly, and we can't get on a flight in Philadelphia with that little bit of aggravation. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Awesome. It was undramatic. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Although I saw a picture that you sent. It looks like someone's luggage fell between the ship and the... It's and caught in the safety They caught net. it in the net. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Ta-da! Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Uh, what about... Was your luggage in your room by the time you got to your room? Some of it was and some of it arrived within maybe half an hour after that. Did you head straight to your room? No, we headed straight to the lounge. Not really. For drinks? <laughs> no, we actually stopped at our room and then we went up on the deck and discovered a cocktail discovered lounge a up there. a section on the aft yes, deck so with a bartender. Sweet. It worked for us. <laughs> did, your, did your cabin steward recognize you? When you came oh. around the corner? Yeah, he, yes, this gentleman um, was on the ball all the time and wanted to do much more for us than we wanted him to do. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah before we even got to our room, he had, ours had seen us and recognized us and knew our names and said, right this way. So that was nice. Yeah. Were you surprised about the bottle of sparkling wine in your room? It wasn't that exciting? It was. It was. I sent you a picture of that. I know. Yeah, it's it was exciting. pretty exciting. <laughs> yes, it was. And Dad didn't want any, so I think I drank it all. Well, Dad, sorry. <laughs> You're lost. <laughs> no, it worked for both of us. So. Yeah, because the size of your margarita made up for it. That's right. <laughs> They're all going to think we drink too much. Mm, you were on vacation. on vacation. That's You're on right. vacation. Besides, I'll post a picture of the size of my margarita on the Princess Cruise Line. I just said I want a margarita, and he came back with a bucket with a straw. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. 24-karat margarita on the Princess is, is large. All right, so what about... Um, now, you guys, we, we had talked a lot about attire prior to you guys going on because... We, you do know that Cunard is a formal cruise line, and this is Queen Mary 2 with her big ballrooms and whatnot. I told you that it was something like dressing appropriately for church. Not a suit and tie type church, but a, you know, khakis and button-up shirt type situation. Dresses for ladies. And then formal nights being gowns and dark suits and or tux for men. How did I do? What, how did you do? <sighs> For well, my, that was an accurate description. Yes, it was an accurate description. All right. For yeah. me, you know that I always underpack, and I always end up having to buy clothes wherever I go because I I just don't pack enough clothes. So for me, I packed, we had four suitcases, which I usually just have a carry-on. So this was extreme, and I think I did not need to take as many clothes as I did. Mm-hmm. I could have, you know, used a single pair of shoes all the different nights and maybe um, a long skirt and a couple different tops would have been fine for the evenings for the formal nights. I'm not very dress up, so I don't have to, you know, that for me was enough. Um, And the after dinner, you know, getting dressed for dinner, I could have done with a lot less clothes than I took, but it was fine. It wasn't uncomfortable. It was comfortable. Yeah, it was fun too, right? A little yeah, bit of fun. A little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so. Dad. What What about your your take on getting dressed every evening for dinner? Um, neither one of us are formal type of people, but 
um, you know, the dark suit and tie thing certainly worked for me. Uh, and uh, um, uh, the interesting thing to note is that that's not every night. You know, mm-hmm. the formal attire is only required for specific nights and events during the cruise. Uh, the other times, there's less formal but still smart attire required. Meaning? Meaning, uh, for example, a uh, sport jacket, khakis, um, and a nice shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, a tie is optional. Uh, the interesting thing that I read once on board was that you can also wear jeans for for those times, but no holes. Uh, correct. Yeah. They, you know, they, you know, they need to be nice and clean. But I think that what's important to note is that even on the formal nights, the formal attire is required for certain activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a large portion of the ship where you do not need to wear the formal attire. You can wear the Smart attire again, khakis, blazer, and shirt, and still have um, quite a selection of places to eat and things to do while the formal activities are going on elsewhere on the ship. So it's not a hard and fast rule that you need to wear a tux and a dark suit on those nights, otherwise, you need to stay in your room. That's not the case at at all. So I think I think my takeaway from that is that um, I would I would get the itinerary of the cruise to review what's going on when and what the attire is. I mean we never felt uncomfortable uh, even those nights when the gallows were going on and we were eating in the alternative venues where we didn't need the formal attire, but it was requested that we wear smart attire. Mm-hmm. We were eating next to people in gowns yeah. and tuxedos because they had decided to eat in the alternative venues as well as opposed to the formal venues. Mm-hmm. So everybody mixed well. There was there was there was no there was no pressure. There was no real enforcement. Um, and in fact, I have to say that. Um, the smart tire was not universally accepted. We had people that were eating with us, um, like I say, in the formal attire, but also in um, day wear. How shall I say it? Beach wear, almost. Hmm. You know. So you know, it's it's a completely mixed bag, but it's nothing uncomfortable. Yeah. You know. You guys did one formal night, correct? We did one formal night. Yeah. Okay. But there happened to be three formal nights in your cruise, which it's usually yes. a two formal night. There were three formal nights. Yeah. And but we took enough clothes for three, but we opted out of two fine. of them. Yeah. Great. And then you guys ate alternatively at some of the specialty dining and also at the King's Court Buffet on those nights. Correct. What did you think about the food in the King's Court Buffet? Besides the fact that there was just so much of it. <laughs> I think the food, all the food everywhere on the ship was fantastic. I don't think, right? I mean, yeah, I, I don't we think. didn't have all the food that we ate throughout the ship was was mm-hmm. wonderful. The only thing that I noticed was I prefer a savory palate, and a lot of the British stuff is on the sweeter side. That's probably fair. Did you guys get to go to the high tea at all? We did not. Mm-hmm. Oh, we kept forgetting. Tea. We kept forgetting. 
It was mid-afternoon. It was nap time. Well, we were busy doing <laughs> other activities, too. There was so much to do. Okay. Well, what about the formal dining room? How was the food and service in the formal dining room? Again, exquisite. Everything was great. Uh, service, food, uh, surroundings. Um, you know, uh, we requested to sit at a table of eight. You guys, you're surprising I know, me. We went out on the edge. We Dad, you're a table for this. two kind of guy. <laughs> I'm a table for one kind of guy. Let's be honest. He let you sit with him. How That's good. That? And seven other people. But uh, you know, well, I mean, frankly, everyone on the cruise was very friendly. We made a lot of friends. Um, well, not a lot of friends, but you know, we certainly talked to people. Everyone was friendly. Um, it was it was a nice. It was a very pleasant trip. The thing we would do different about the formal dining room evening is we booked for an early dinner at 6.30. And because we had eaten so much all day long, uh, that would that was really too early for us to mm. eat. So we didn't eat there very often. Um, so next time we did it, we would take the later seating. Okay. Good to know. Uh, what about you, Mom, took a art class? I did. Mom, uh, you are art-minded. It's this in my is blood, a travel baby. show. It's in my blood. So All give right. us the travel show version of the art class review. The uh, woman who taught it, it was a watercolor class. The woman who taught it had been a college art teacher for decades and has recently retired. She did an excellent job. She taught techniques, and she, um, the people who had never done it before, she walked them through easy methods so that even they felt successful. It was my it was one of my favorite things to do to go to that class. And you didn't have to bring any supplies. No, uh, Cunard I mean, I think the kit was $35 and mm-hmm. it was um I can't remember the name of the company, but it was a British art supply company. Mm-hmm. Windsor, Windsor Windsor Newton is who it was. So they supplied the art kits mm-hmm. and um the woman who taught the class just walked everybody through based on their ability. Okay, great. Yeah, it was excellent. All right, now what about the musicians on the ship? I think that Cunard has some of the best musicians in the world. What do you think about your experience encountering all the different types of musicians across the ship? Is that for me? That's for you. I'm I, looking I th- at you. I th- they, were, they, they were not being... An expert in musicians, they were great to listen to. They had piano players in the lounges. They had bands, different bands in different lounges. Uh, they had a Dixieland band one time that we listened to. And they were all just wonderful. And I heard some were really rocking in some high heels and rather fitting clothing. Oh, the, um, they had a 20s. Yeah. The Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Yes, it was Roaring Twenties. No, no. no, I think Meg is talking about the review. Wasn't there a violinist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah was really was a show. Two women, and they call themselves Electra, and they were excellent, excellent at violin, and they played they did all different of, kinds of music. Yes. And they had, you know, they had the backup band that was the house band mm. for the mm-hmm. ship, and it was great. It was really great. Nice. Yeah, we really enjoyed the music on the ship. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> did you see any of the shows? Any of the Broadway-style shows that they do on the ship? We did not. 
You guys are just... We're lame, I know. We took a lot of naps. It's our vacation. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about wildlife? I heard this was a, uh, a, a an unusual trip in that you saw almost everything that swims in the ocean on your, on your voyage. We did have fun. I mean... Dolphins, flying fish. We saw dolphins and flying fish. Is that everything that swims in the ocean? Well, well, it was those two things, but there was there was definitely pods of dolphins with fifty dolphins swimming in a bunch with the ship. It was really very fun. All right, my daughter would be so jealous. She would be. I did yeah. show her videos. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, mm-hmm. I didn't get to see them. Okay, yeah. well, maybe we'll post some of them. That was pretty fun. Mm. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about on the ship that met your expectations? Did not meet your expectations. What surprised you? Well, you never asked us about the staff. Okay, tell me about the staff. Well, the staff, I mean, all of the staff, everyone was very personable. We didn't, there was not a rude person on that ship. Just mm-hmm. very pleasant, um, engaging, and helpful. Extremely helpful. Okay, let's talk about the demographics on the ship. You guys, I thought this was going to be a completely appropriate age Range, you guys would be the right demographic for the ship, but you actually thought that you guys were the spring chickens on board. <laughs> is that is that a fair assumption? Yes, from our perspective, it, it might is. be a little subjective, but it was definitely a preponderance of people who have probably lived through the Roaring Twenties already. Huh. They were there the first time. That's a play way of saying it. <laughs> but all I have to say, if you're someone who is older and wants to cruise and you have mobility issues, this would be an oh. appropriate ship for you. Yes. they. There were people there with walkers, wheelchairs. Um, Hover-arounds. Yeah. I mean, they really was, catered to... There was a preponderance of um, uh, people that needed assistance in getting around, and they didn't seem to be having any problems at all. Everybody Not at was all. helpful. Yeah, and I felt on the, like there was never a wait for an elevator. There was plenty of elevators That's and right plenty true. of people to assist yeah. you getting out on Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and the ship, did it feel stable to you? Did you feel it moving at all? Well, apparently mm-hmm. our, sh- our mm-hmm. cruise was extraordinary in the fact that the sea was calm all the way across. Oh, well, that's good. One but of the Queen Mary was built to be that way. Yeah. It was built to be a stable ship. Yeah. And, I mean, you could, th- there were there were days when... When you could, when you could feel it moving, and of course you're at sea, so it, everything moves a little bit. Um, but it was nothing. Uh, it was not seasick inducing. Mm-hmm. It was not. There was nothing. It was not that severe. It was just very mild. Good. Yeah. The one thing I did notice on land, both here in England with you, and at home in the states, I have allergies, and when I was out at sea, I did not have a cough. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty surprising. Yeah, there's no pollen out there. It's all no part pollen of the Cunard experience. That's right. right. The white glove experience. All right. The 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 note I would say the, the thing I would note about going back to the to the demographics of the cruise is that, and this goes back to my statement about looking at the onboard itinerary for the cruise, is that um, it changes according to the cruise. So, for instance, the cruise going back after we disembarked. Going back from Southampton to New York was Fashion Week. Yeah. Um, so that's an entirely different um, demographic, not only in age, but in, you know, all sorts of things. So, you, you know, it's important to understand that, you know, you're not just booking, 
you're not just booking an airplane ride. You know, you're booking a cruise with all sorts of events and mm-hmm. opportunities. <clears throat> you know, lectures and art classes and all sorts of things that um, Cunard offers you. Um, so it's important to know. It's important to look for one that's got a scope of activities that you're looking for. Yeah, and I think it makes sense because your particular voyage was the New York Times cartoonists, which I think David Cypress. Yep, and you went to some of his lectures. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yes, and the best cartoon he showed up there was one that one that pictured the bow of a ship with the name SS All You Can Eat. <laughs> that's and fairly I appropriate. That was <laughs> fairly appropriate. Although they probably should have said all you can eat and drink. Although, uh, to be fair, I don't think there was much of that behavior in evidence, as opposed to probably some other cruise lines. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, but uh, David Cypress was was uh, one of the lecturers. Uh, he gave an initial lecture about working at the New York Times. Uh, some of the creative processes that he and his fellow cartoonists go through. Um, uh, It was a fun, funny uh, lecture. And then he had several workshops after that, you know, basically, you know, kind of a how to draw a cartoon sort of thing. So it was, you know, that was a very nice thing to go to. And then we went to, what was the other one we went to? The Lord Astor. Petra, the lost... Oh. City. Yeah, Petra the Lost City. It was City. an Italian gentleman that he had a slideshow, very heavy Italian accent, so I had to listen carefully, but it, it, it was very fascinating. Hmm. I didn't know that. You guys didn't talk about that at all in our previous conversations. You only talked about Lord Astor. Do you want to talk about Lord Astor's lectures? We didn't really go to Lord Astor's lectures. Oh. We what? saw some of it on the yeah. ship okay. TV. Uh, and that was very interesting what we saw because it was all about the Astor family and their uh, their role in the history of the UK. Um, but once again, we didn't really get in depth on that one. There's just not enough time to do it all. Yeah, there's quite a bit going on. Two or three things happen mid-afternoon, and two or three things happen mid-morning, so you have to That you want to go to, right? and then there's tons more on top of that. Exactly. There's little things going on all the time. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, not to mention, I guess, the standard fare, like the planetarium. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Queen Mary is the only ship with a a planetarium in the world, as far as I know. This is true, so or so they claim. So they've got that. Uh, they've got something in the planetarium going on almost every morning, and then that venue is used for other things like the lectures on Petra, and uh, they did they, the same guy that did the lecture on Petra also did some lectures on Art He did Deco. the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, There's a like number that. of lectures yeah. that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also show children's movies in there. In the evening, mm-hmm. because we went to that was That's just right. as Beauty and the Beast came out, and we went and saw mm-hmm. the Beast, as Joey would mm-hmm. say, <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> yes, yes. So all that to say, there's going to be something delivered to your room every morning or every evening called the Patter, and that is the daily kind of bulletin of what you're going to do the next day. So I recommend bringing a highlighter so you can quickly identify the things that you want to do and then find them again. Is that itinerary available before you sail? It is not. 
No, it's not because they need to have the ability to change things as the ship goes. Mm-hmm. So you you can get it the night before, but typically mm-hmm. not. And that's I mean you could get like how many formal nights are available, but you're not gonna be able to get the mm-hmm. the, the itinerary very okay. well. Or like our cruise, the comedian couldn't get picked up at the one port, so they had to pick him up at the next port, so they had to swap his nights. And then they lost his luggage. Poor guy was in, like, lost and found clothes on the stage. <laughs> but he, he was great, and he rolled with it, and he gave a, you know, he did part of his spiel on his mm-hmm. on his clothes. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think it's important that you understand that you don't have to do everything. You know, there's no pressure. I mean, of course, some people are going to feel like they have to take advantage of every little tiny thing. You know, that's offered. We, on the other hand, did not feel that way. So we had a very relaxed crossing. Yeah, and that's, I think, for me, this way it should be. It needs to be yeah. relaxing. For me, for a vacation. Hey, Mom, what's up? You raised your hand. I did raise my hand. I wanted to say that we were corrected several times by calling it a cruise, and they call it a voyage or a crossing. Yes, so yes, yes. Since this is a travel show, you should probably... I know. I'm just not so hung up on that. I mean, whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> we are recommending that you take a transatlantic voyage on the Queen Mary 2. Yeah, it was really fun. It was, it was good. I, I like them, and we're already planning our next one back, and trying to also, work was, you guys onto that. And there was all sorts of people on on the, on the cruise. I mean, everyone from school teachers to... Um, there were probably a few captains of industry on there. There's probably some government people. Families. Families. People uh, moving overseas. It was, it was a broad yeah, swath of of uh, class of of classes, shall we say? Hmm. So, mom and dad, did you see any kids on the ship? Yeah, there was not a lot. There was not a lot of kids on the ship, but yes, we and we definitely interacted with them because they're just so funny. There, funny funny little people. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, now what about disembarkation? How did that go for you? That's the process of packing up and getting off the ship. It was it was relatively easy and they just like getting on the ship. They have a customs personnel on the ship to stamp your passport before you even get into the dock. Like Mm -hmm. a day or two before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that worked. You clear customs on the ship and then pack your bags, they pick them up the night before. And then the day of disembarkation, they gather you up at a meeting point, and at some point they let you all go and walk off the boat. All right. Grab your bags and Grab head your for bags the and cars. head for the taxi line. Yeah, and hopefully your son will <clears throat> not stand in there waiting for you. Mm. Or not. Was he not? Um, oh, he didn't tell you that? <laughs> no, he was not waiting for us. He tried. He was, a, he was his, his GPS was off. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for being on the podcast this week. I'm glad you guys trusted me enough to take that transatlantic voyage. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you will do it again sometime, hopefully with us on our return back to the States. Before we close out, is there anything that you would like to say? Thank you for hosting us in your home, Megan. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's been fun. All right. Time to go home. Time to go home. <laughs> uh, the crossing changed my view about uh, cruising in general. I don't think I, I was I was not 
Um, I guess I kind of swore I'd never cruise, but now I think we're looking forward to 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 doing more cruising. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that it did that for us too because we had been on some other cruise lines, but they were really cattle cars, and then. The Queen Mary too was a nice. It was a breath of fresh air. It's 180 degree from the cattle car. Class. It is. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. Well, well, cheers, Megan. I might have to cut that out. <laughs> All right. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying thank you to Mom and Dad Springer, and have a good night. 